It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, Big Four at Four is here. Reno's in. Vegas, of course. ESPN Las Vegas, ESPN Reno. This hour is brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. 766-1400 is the number. In the north, you get it all 775. You can uh, call from anywhere in the state of Nevada with that coverall number, and they do have offices in Reno, Henderson, and Las Vegas. Demond is here. Uh, you threw me off a little bit with this uh, Golden Bachelor guy. Have you watched? You watched the show? Uh, I don't know if he's even debuted yet. But okay, it's just all the hype beforehand? They're doing a good job. The picture I sent to him, it was a screenshot from my Instagram. It was a sponsored ad. So they, maybe they know I like trash television. They're trying to get the word out, but my first thought when I seen, hey, this is the Golden Bachelor, I said, that looks like Darren Millard. You know, when I saw the show, I figured I'm completely out on it, but maybe I'll watch. I've never watched The Bachelor for like any real period of time. Come on, Steve. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's like the it? best. I had a I had a couple of uh, a seasons when Rachel was the Bachelorette. I mean, the first black Bachelorette. I was like, when was that? That was a couple years ago. I want to okay. say maybe that was 2017. How'd that work out? Uh, she is married to the winner. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm not being a smartass. I really, and I'm not mocking you for uh, watching. He, his name is I know, Brian. And his I know name a lot Brian. of guys watch it, and I know it's, you know, it's a really popular yeah, show. Yeah, Rachel and, Lindsay. She was also an attorney, and she uh, went to, t- I can give you her whole life story. <laughs> <laughs> so you really watch. All right. I'm interested. Now works for extra. Oh, wow. We probably need to get, we probably need to uh, use this Jerry Turner guy in the Golden Bachelor to get back to our off-air conversation last week on, uh, Stanford Route had interviewed a dating expert, and we had a, a little discussion debate. Uh, that was only after on the air, uh, JBT repeatedly called me a three. Yes. So, that was interesting. But some of those tips would only work if you're good looking. Here we go again. Here we go again! <laughs> All right, big four time. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents The Big Four at Four. Number four. Yeah, we actually we addressed that yesterday. Uh, good looking is one a state of mind. If you have confidence, you can make yourself kind of good looking, and you can get things fixed. We uh, we saw one of our weekend hosts with a beautiful new head of hair. You had a tough time getting used to it. You'll get used to it. It's just shocking sometimes. You see somebody it is shocking when, that when wears hats that. all the time. Yeah. You also wear hats. If someone just saw you on a broadcast. Let's say you get the new, the big TV gig that you've been hoping for. I just made that up. You did make But if C's on TV one day and it's like, I've seen Cofield around town. Yeah. What's he doing with this new head of hair? I have uh, I have good front hair and bad back hair. Not on my actual back. I'm in the back of my head. Like It's still there in the front, but I got something in the back. It's a mess right now. It's a total mess. All right, I want to get to Monday Night Football here in a second because there clearly were some big stories with uh, especially the giant side because that just looked – Terrible last night, but we're getting more Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And, you know, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Uh, Apparently, was this a setup? Have you read this? That Aaron Andrews and Carissa Thompson really pushed for Taylor Swift to go out with Travis Kelsey. And now he says he owes them one. I didn't know this. How do you pay that? He's now getting the – he was already a millionaire. Now he gets to live the life of a zillionaire. All this fame. I think he likes the fame. It was funny. McAfee a couple weeks ago was like, you hate that this is getting out? Travis Kelsey loves every friggin' single minute of it. 
I wonder. I mean, what do you do? What do you do for your gal pals if they set you up with a a, a soon to be billionaire? How do you pay him back? I think that it's more of a repayment on t- in Taylor's camp because they're in the sports world. Travis Kelsey can't get them anything that they already don't have access to. So I think it would be something more on the entertainment side that maybe Taylor could provide. So are you thinking, hey Taylor Swift should be if this works out for them should be really 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 happy that someone helped her find her official guy who's not a giant pain in the ass and who will get a song. Because they'll eventually break up. Like they nailed it this time. Travis Kelsey is the guy. I think he could be the guy because all the, let's say the last guy that she was rumored to be with, Matt Healy, the uh, lead singer from the 1975. That guy's just bad news. And I say How that as bad news. There was a little racism. There was a little. He's just a I like jerk. you saying. Yeah, I like you saying. <laughs> there was a little racism. A little racism. Okay. I also like the 1975. Separate the art from the artist. We try to do that on the show. Bad dude, though. Just, yeah. j- just a bit of a jerk. All right. He well, would definitely bring down the brand for Taylor Swift. We'll so I see what she had to cut. We'll, we'll have to get some ideas on how uh, how they, or how, check that, uh, they can be repaid by either Taylor Swift or by Travis Kelsey, whoever has to do the paying back. Number three. Number three. Why were so many people expecting a backslide from Seattle? Because they didn't that, that opening game against the Lions, I thought they got you know kind of disrespected going into the game. Um, I know you, you're you're still high on him. I know you've defended him with your picks. Mm-hmm. I like Geno Smith. Where you know they wrote me off, but I didn't write back. I'm I'm in favor of him. Where people are like he's not going to be as good as he is. I think he is good, but also that secondary. Devin Witherspoon, he was the guy for me for the Raiders. Hey, you're obviously you're not going to take Carter. If he would have been there at seven, that would have been the guy to pick. I think he's he's clearly going to be the best DB in this draft class. And they got Tariq Woolen. In last year's draft class, that six foot four cornerback at a UTSA, and Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati, who was opposite of Sauce Gardner, they've got some weapons in that secondary. And let's say it, Pete Carroll is an all-time great coach. Yes. And let's also say for any of us, and it includes me, who were wondering if the organization made a mistake picking a seventy-one-year-old head coach over a franchise quarterback. They may have been onto something that they saw the slide that I didn't see, and maybe I'm a bit ageist. Because Pete Carroll, by the way, what, 72? So is your Golden Bachelor guy. Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll is one of the youngest 70-somethings I've ever seen. We saw him before the season in camp out there running, bootlegs, yep. throwing passes. And then during the games, he's jumping all over the place. Trust in Pete. And the other thing that you put – uh, feather in Pete's cap or whatever you can tie it to his monocle that they always mock on you know, he doesn't wear a monocle but the people think he, that's how he looks um, is the fact that I mean look at Belichick right now right Belichick had no quarterback in Cleveland they weren't good Belichick had 20 years of the best winner in NFL history at quarterback in Tom Brady and now Belichick can't find a quarterback and now he's a 6 or 7 win coach the greatest coaches in the history of this league are able to have a second or third edition of their team with new quarterbacks. They find the right quarterback or they meld it to a lesser quarterback. And I don't know if Belichick's ever going to get that chance. I don't know if he's ever going to come through with a quarterback, but Pete Carroll's kind of done it multiple times with different quarterbacks. Geno oh, coaching the With league. Geno Smith? Left for dead Geno Smith around the NFL, and he's doing it. And also my close personal friend, DJ Dallas. 
Okay, different position, but I get your point. But well, we met at the Super. I just wanted to drop that. Oh, really? You, know? you, you, you talked to him? Yeah, at the Super Bowl. We're friends on Instagram now. We chat. Are you really? Yeah. All right. We get him on the uh, on the co-filling company. I can put in the work. I don't know why I called it the. I got real formal there. All right, number two. Number two. And on to the Giants, because that was dreadful last night. It's been dreadful at times this season. Um, big fella, Brian Dayball, melted down on Danny Dimes. What was that? By the way, Adam Hill's in studio with us. What was was that a tablet that he whipped? Looked like it. Okay. I heard other people today. There is so many name controversies. Like it's all over the place. What I mean? heard Dabble. Dabble is the proper name now. I can't do this. You love to do this. I can't. I do. do. Well, A chan. The, the audience just doesn't know. A chan is the best one. A chain. A chan. No. A train. He he came out and said, "Look, I had a big game. It's A chan. It's A chan. Yeah. So he's gonna get it right. Yeah. And then we have cases like uh, Bajan Robinson or Bijan Robinson. It's Bajan. <laughs> According to him, he told family and and he said it's Bajan, and then everyone yeah. just calls him Bijan. And he's like, okay, Bajan. No, it's Bajan. He he said it's Bajan now. But so, uh, Dabble uh, Dabble uh, so did get get mad though. Brian Dabble. 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 It might be Dabble. Dabble. I'm not sure. Uh, that the tablet got whipped. He got yelled at. Brandon Tierney, our buddy. In New York, who had that uh, conniption uh, after Aaron Rodgers went down, said uh, Jones got his teeth kicked in last night, kept getting up. Uh, he played poorly, yes, but deserved better than having his head coach basically fling a tablet at him in disgust. I, I'm i not comfortable with that guy, Brandon Tierney, judging others on keeping their cool. Yeah. Didn't we just play him yesterday, melting down? <laughs> yes. Uh, screaming heard screaming at other Jets fans to get up! Stop moping around the office! So what, Brian, or what Brandon is saying is you should not... You should, you should not act like he does at a blackjack table. You should keep you know, these your are, civil these discourse. Are, these are unconfirmed stories. Sure. I don't know you, that you have a good story. Uh, well, you know, I mean, look, th- he's in a bad position. The offensive line is completely beat up. I mean, they've got nobody to block for him right now. Uh, but he also has always sucked. Like, uh, we've, I think we've talked about this on the show. <laughs> we did from the get-go. What were they I, doing? I remember early on, uh, he had a couple of good games, and then Gettleman, who was just – I'm sorry, man. I don't like to call people incompetent, but he was incompetent. And he's puffing his chest out. He's like, see, all you people who said, you know, this guy, I I don't know why I'm doing a New York accent, but all you people who said he was a bad pick at six. And then the New York media kind of went with it. Then he gets a stupid nickname. He gets a contract. And And then the organization, you're finally out from under this thing. It's time to move on. Uh, Daniel Jones has no leverage. And the next thing we look up, they're like, oh, yeah, 40 million plus. What? And then that creates discord in the organization with other players and, first and foremost, with Saquon Barkley. Star running back who's actually good, who can't get a contract, and they're paying their mediocre at best quarterback millions of dollars. This is with Dable around. So he has to take some of this blame. Of course. Well, if, he said, if he stomped and kicked in the in the uh, executive's offices and said, all right, you know what? I pulled off a miracle. Get Danny Dimes the hell out of here or offer him something real low so he leaves. If he threw his tablet at the GM. Right. Like, what done a, back then. Stop, get, Rock. Give it a money. Get, the, get that man back then. I, I heard some interesting discourse today that, that Jones could be what makes quarterbacks running backs. What tells other, other teams around the league you don't have to commit to a mediocre quarterback long term. Like I, I get that other teams have done it. Don't do it. So I, I, we'll be it'll be interesting to see. But they're they made this bed. They have to line it and and dabble or the ball or whatever we're calling him. Like he's he messed up by actually making a miracle last year. Like because he turned whatever this garbage roster is into a playoff team. He's now stuck with their mediocre quarterback, which is a disaster. I, I am fascinated. Like I, I made the somewhat trolling case today to the only Giants fan I know. 
that I was like, hey, man, it's time. It's time. You bench you bench Daniel Jones. The only chance for the playoff push is, is Tyrod at this point. And, oh, I forgot your extra motivation yeah, on this. I yeah. totally and blanked your guy. He's back, baby! I thought, I thought the Giants fan was going to push back, and he, he said, that's what I've been saying. Like, wow, okay, we're at that point now? We're at that point where it's just time to bench Daniel Jones for some fans. It seems that way, but but also, as much as I don't think he's good, this is not a fair judgment. No. He has nothing around him. There, Saquon is gone, and there's no offensive line to block for him anyway. So Saquon really couldn't do anything anyway. Or is it Saquon? I don't know. Are we changing that one? Please too? stop. Uh, we just have a, a bar- set of names that we're going to go with for this year. We can meet in the off season and change all the names. Saquon Barkley. I can't do this. I can barely get the names right now. It's perfect. Uh, so yeah, it's it's not a fair judgment, but I, we've never thought he was good, even even when we went to the playoffs. So nothing has changed our mind now, but this is not a fair a fair assessment. Number one, number one. Wow, Eric Armstead, Daniel Jones. I'm so disappointed in you. Why would you throw the ball so quick versus us and then let these people have a career day? Why weren't we deserving? And then four of those like <laughs> intent, not even intense, just out of control laughing faces. I mean, I just talk about no respect. Like, I, okay, well, yeah, we'll meet you down the road. Okay, good. I just told you, good. What are you going to do to us? You stink. Can't wait. Holy crap. It's got to that. Like, meanwhile, we can't possibly even be baited into saying something bad about Zach Wilson, but we're going to send emoji laughing faces about Daniel Jones. That's how bad it is? You know, something I want to examine later on, we'll get to it. Which plug has to be pulled? Daniel Jones or Bill Belichick? Field and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, approaching the halfway point of the show. Big day here in Las Vegas. We'll get to uh, what Adam saw at the Raiders UNLV kind of press conference. A big donation made by the Raiders. Well, in Reno, and we're on ESPN Reno right now, uh, they had really big news just a couple days ago about an investment in the community. So I want to get to that first and foremost with Shannon Kelly, who joins us on a lot of these Tuesdays from Nevada Sportsnet. What's going on? Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, it's it's pretty, been a busy day up here, too. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good. I want to get to what uh, you've been covering because we've been running all over town uh, you know, for things good and, and some bad. Um, so take us inside this uh, Grand Sierra project that they put together, and Nevada is going to – benefit from it heavily first of all did you know something was coming were there whispers or is this one of those stories where it was just from out of nowhere it really was out of nowhere um you know when i got a little word this there was something big coming on tuesday uh, i was like okay because i was actually supposed to be off last wednesday and was called in <laughs> to work so yeah i knew once i had heard tuesday that uh, there was something big coming on wednesday i just didn't know exactly what and how big but uh yeah it was a, a very quiet uh, thing up until, uh, really, up until Wednesday when it happened. So we're talking about a $1 billion investment in the Reno community from Alex Marullo, who owns the Grand Sierra, owns other casinos, owns the uh, the Yotes in Phoenix. So uh, overall, what goes into this billion-dollar project they've got in mind? Yeah, a billion-dollar entertainment district that'll you know have a new state-of-the-art home 
for the Nevada men's basketball team, uh, a proposed 10,000-seat arena. They'll plan to use it for um, some concerts and some other little events as well. But also on top of that, though, it's going to be much more than just that. The driving range that's there now, they're going to turn it into more of like a top golf style aqua range. Um, they're hoping to put in a new uh, hotel tower. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh. Now we're getting this back. Okay. I thought I was going to get my voice back multiple times. All right, we'll try to figure out where Shannon is. Boy, phones these days, man. Just taking down our biz. What is? By the way, did you read into this? What is an aqua range? Uh, I think it's a driving range that's water. So you're, so you're hitting out into the water. Oh, really? Yeah, and then it just goes into the water and then recycles the ball through. Okay. That's complete. That's guess. a guess, yeah. I think that's what I, it is. I just never heard of it before. I so. think that's what it is. We have a we have a second. I don't want to get the brand wrong, but we have a second one of those driving ranges going down in uh, one of my favorite areas in town right there. Sure. By the Strat. I think that's going to be cool. It looks like it's pretty cool, yeah. And then we've got like the big uh, indoor one coming too. Wait, what's that? The Tiger Woods thing, I think, is. Oh, like there. indoor golf? They're going to try to make like this mini into golf a, too, but it's like a oh, really? cool mini golf bar setup. Okay. Yeah. Right. I don't know much about it. I don't know what an aqua range, aqua range is, but I think I do. Were you surprised when you saw this? A little bit. Put your Reno jokes aside. I mean, it, this is a hell of an investment. And here's the thing. Casino groups have been pulling out recently. Like I, st- It is still shocking downtown when I get to go to Reno in the, the casino district to see the Harrah's Tower that's being converted. But just it, like it changed the whole look of the casino district. It got, it's, it got so much quieter. So. Yeah. They, they're – on on the main drag there, on uh, I think it's Virginia that goes from you know one smaller uh, casino district to the main downtown area. Um, there there is a lot of new projects, a lot of restaurants, a lot of bars, a lot of retail. So good for Alex Marulo. He's got a lot going on. He does. He's trying to get a hockey arena done. He's like, yeah, hey, one billion dollar project in uh, Reno. Yeah, let's do it. And look how easy it is to get an arena done. Well, he's, he's doing, doing it. Himself. He's doing it himself. Yeah. Well, so should that tell Phoenix that when push comes to shove, he's going to just do it anyway? Probably. Well, we don't know all the funding on this either. Sure. I mean, it is supposed to be no public funding. Shannon, you back with us? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I hear you. In Echo? Yeah. That's good stuff. Yeah. I I, will say, I mean, Reno's got a lot going on, as you mentioned. Uh, there's a little bit of a, I'm going to say fight. But there's you know between me and Sam to who's getting to go up to Reno next week. There's a fight, a little bit, not a fight. It was just like, hey, I want to go, and I'll go. And then uh, mm-hmm. I I said, you know what, you can have it. But it was it was a little bit of a back and forth. Are you joking? No. Okay. I mean, it, it's it is a big game and a good story to cover on both sides. For sure. Yeah. The only the only real issue is trying to get back and make sure there's no flight delay the next morning to get back for the Raiders game. But uh, yeah, it's a cool it's a cool little trip. Who do the Raiders have the next day? Uh, Patriots. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's a big one. Sure. Hmm. Interesting. Around the Mountain West, so right now the Wolfpack are riding a 15-game losing streak going back to last year. I'm not saying this is the, the final deal for Ken Wilson, but they need to be competitive if not win it. I don't think UNLV is the worst team they play the rest of the way, but – with the fire of the rivalry, you'd figure they'd be extra juiced. I don't think they're going to catch 
the Rebels falling asleep. I think there's enough Rebels who have been around for a long enough time, you know, 30-plus guys, 40-plus guys who are around. Veterans, especially, you know, some three- and four-year guys who can tell them how important this game is. Well, but, I was also, I was but it, also, is, it is so gigantic for Wilson, yeah. especially if it goes really badly. Well, you know, I was talking to, to Barry Odom just uh, about, what, two hours ago now. And, which, uh, which we're going to play that conversation yeah. come up here in less than 10. But separately from the actual uh, the actual interview, just kind of oh, talking really? to him about okay. the, um, you know, getting ready for trying to send the message. And they, by the way, have an extra week to focus on it. Um, so do they, though. So, yeah. does, so does Rena. Yeah, but just uh, sending the message of, you know, what does it mean and, and how important are rivalries. And Barry Odom's been around college sports a long time. Like, he understands rivalries and – one of the things he just said, and I think it applies to both you know both the UNLV players and the Reno players, of, hey, when you leave this school, one of the things that's going to be next to your name in every record book that we have, mm-hmm. what was your record against that other school? Yep. What was your record, if you're a Reno player, what was your record against UNLV? And UNLV guys, what were your record against them? And like that, that is a message that's being sent right now, which I think is really interesting. Well, we know Nevada right now is struggling. They're at the bottom of the conference. UNLV, surprisingly, is in the mix near the top of the conference. I do still believe, though, that Wyoming, Boise, Air Force, and Fresno State are the top teams. UNLV will not play Boise. They will play the other three. Boise's kind of interesting. I don't know if you saw last week, but they pulled Taylor Green. And they went with another quarterback, and... I don't think Green's going to lose his job, but he's on the verge of get it together or you're losing your job. Um, It's quite interesting. Another note that I saw, though, from last week's game, uh, FS1, I'm not going to say has been caught. They're just not advertising it. Um, They did have another scenario where Petros Papadakis, former USC player and L.A. radio star, uh, was doing two games in a day. (laughs) And that's not really possible, even with a short flight. Sure. What are your thoughts on this? I don't love it, but it's. I think a lot more people do it than you think. Yeah. Um, it was obviously born out of the pandemic. Yep. And they realize they can do it, and they realize it's a lot cheaper, and they do it. Now, I I don't like it for a lot of reasons. Like, if everything goes smoothly, it's you know there's you don't really see any you don't really see that much difference, and you might not even notice it. But there could be things going on in the stadium where you have no idea, and you're not there, and you're, you have to tell the story. So, like, that's about half the games, I feel like. There's, there's a – I don't think people realize, especially if you don't have a sideline reporter, um, I've enjoyed doing stuff for Silver State Sports and Entertainment Network, but I really like being down on the field. Like, I enjoy TV. It's cool. It's different. Being the analyst, is it is really much different, but you're not in the mix. Well, as Demont said, that's what we've been angling for for a long time, which is completely which is TV which anyone who can anyone you can talk to who knows me well, and there's there's dozens of people over the years, probably hundreds that I've worked with, they can all tell you I've never mentioned wanting to be on TV. That's all I've ever, ever heard about. Stop, stop. That's not true. You just every day true. you come in and curse the microphones and ah, where are the cameras? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I I would like us to get uh, – I mean, we have a, a – you see the videos. We have sure. a very elaborate camera yeah, system for sure. that was put in here. Um, no, I – I, you know, it's funny. Being on the field, it's not it's not something I had done before these last five or six years with UNLV for football. It's one of the favorite things I've ever done in my career. I, I love it. And, I mean, you know, going back, like, I covered high school football, which was neat, you know, some 30 years ago, and you're in the action there. But being down on the field – Gives you a whole different perspective. And this is not to brag. 
I'm just saying on the field is is so no, much. It it's so it's a so. But that's it's so much cooler than being up in the booth. Well, it's important to tell that story during game. So yep. even like if you are going to have broadcasters do a game remotely or not on site, like you still have to have somebody there. I I think you have to have somebody there on the ground like that you can go to and tell that story. Where like hey, You're probably something, right. Something's, go- something's going on yeah. here. What's ha- what's happening? Go find out. Like be be the eyes and ears and then the voice for the fans in that arena. Like I think that's an important part of it. Three six four eleven hundred three six four one one zero zero. I want to give away some boxing tickets. We just had a big boxing weekend. We've got another great fight coming up this Saturday. It's at the Chelsea inside the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. You got former world champion Zerto Ramirez going against former light heavyweight world champion, the common man, Joe Smith Jr. You can get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Or stream it exclusively on the zone. But yeah, Zerto against the common man this Saturday at the Chelsea at the Cosmopolitan. 364-1100-364-1100. Caller number seven. So I want to find out more about uh, what the festivities were like with the Raiders and UNLV. We got about 30 seconds left here, and then we're going to have a conversation with Barry Odom. So what was the setup? What was it like? And, and you know what? Before that, in these now 25 seconds, the basic story is what? Uh, there was a million-dollar donation from the Raiders to UNLV Athletics. I think that was a, that was a kind of little oh, miscommunication okay. of, is it football, is it athletics, is it the university? Sounds like it was to the athletic program with the intent to go to the football program. Interesting. Uh, is how that's kind of laid out. And, you know, just a, a meeting of the, the powers that be Which between is- the teams and – a cool moment. As big as the million dollars, the relationship being in good shape, that's a massive deal. It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. All right, rolling past the halfway point of the show. Apologize there with the uh, phone issues with uh, Shannon Kelly. We'll get her on later in the week, and we'll find out more about uh, what's going on at Nevada with donations. And uh, if Alex Marullo comes through with that, the big casino owner, uh, Grand Sierra Resort, that's a hell of a project, a hell of an investment in Nevada. And the best part, I, mean, I hope football gets some money. Uh, I don't know what the deal is on that part. But, uh, yeah, Steve Offord and the Wolfpack are getting a 10,000-seat arena. And Lawler's okay, but it's an old arena. Yeah. Um, and a, like a nice new arena where they could – that's the other thing I wanted to ask her. I don't know how many venues they have that hold 10,000. We are very spoiled here, and obviously we're very well funded here. I mean, I, what are we up to now? Like freaking nine arenas that hold more than 8,000. Like nine arenas that hold more than 8,000 now that the sphere is online. You had a chance to uh, talk to Barry Odom, the head coach of University Football, with this uh, Raiders donation to the school and uh, start out the conversation with what can this money do for the football program. I think a number of things within this building, and, and Mr. Harper, you know, uh, visited a little bit about that and the comments. I mean, he'll he'll decide structure-wise what that looks like, where it's all allocated for. But but I know every single penny will be used to 
assist our student athletes and move them forward in every area of their life. What does it mean both for your student athletes to have an NFL team in town that they share a building it's with? It's huge, man. And you look, you know, it's been a long time. And again, I don't want to be judged on what's done before I got here, but it's been a long time since we've had a player drafted. And that's another thing that we've got to break the wall down and, and how awesome would it be if they could go down the road and, and compete and play for the Raiders. So, um, you know, it's um, we support each other. You know, it's fun to see um, this collaboration uh, on a lot of different levels. Uh, but it'll be exciting for our team for us to talk about it tomorrow. And does it kind of tell them, like, hey, not only are they here, like, they support you. Like, they believe in what yeah, you're doing. Time, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's huge because they... They see it, they feel it, they understand it, and you know it's something that that is right here on us. And um, I, I think it'll be a great motivational factor for a number of our guys. You mentioned the uh, Raiders fandom growing up. How did that come about? I, I really don't know. I mean, I love Marcus Allen, uh, and even before that, you know. But it was um, a team that I, I, the silver and black. I just kind of was a defensive guy, and I went that that way and uh you know was a huge fan and uh, i can still you know close my eyes and i can see the the poster i had up in my room of, of the silver and black that logo is iconic and it's known around the world and they they were my team so pretty cool i know yeah. uh, i know i know it's not the same building obviously that you watched growing up but yeah, like, right. you kind of take a pause when you walk around like oh this is this is where they play it's pretty it's crazy it's amazing <laughs> yeah and a uh, small small world in the in the world of sport when when you really are in it long enough raiders partnering up million dollar uh, donation to unlv uh, they do share a stadium that was interesting. I hadn't heard that Odom was a Raiders fan. By the way, drop that um, in today. When you're for the rest of the media, when you're in the presence of the Nevada Sports Writer of the Year, back down. Okay, he gets all his questions in. Then you get to go. I, I stepped over him. I love that you did that. Bullied right through. That was great. Well, like, so I, I got a direction I'm going, and I'm trying to write a story here. And CNC needs sound. Move. Well, that was the that was the thing because I. If, if it was just for me, if it was just for my purposes, I usually defer. Yes. But I was like, we're playing this on the show. Yeah. It has to be my voice on here. What's the, what's the bigger threat in that scenario? Because you know if you come back and you got stepped on and our vast sound crew had to edit out and flip, you're going to hear about it. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So any of you guys who are listening, when any of us are on the road asking questions in a one-on-one or a scrum, we get to go. Okay. TV can wait. Right, Damon? You going to do that too? Hell yeah. We're going to get you a like a a Kofi start a, a scrum. A Kofi Oh, it didn't. You <laughs> Oh, they jumped. They jumped in on your interview. Get out of here. It's Cofield and Company, live on ESPN Las Vegas and ESPN Sports Reno. Continue on the uh, local sports theme. We were just talking about big investment in Reno, we're on ESPN Reno, ESPN Las Vegas, with uh, that project at the Grand Sierra Resort, UNLV getting a big donation for football and athletics from the Raiders, and another partnership, which is uh, very cool here, uh, at least in the short term, and Brett Lashbrook from the Lights is with us as they're working with the Aviators and LV Ballpark. How are you, sir? How are you guys? Viva Lights, great to be on. <laughs> we appreciate we appreciate you coming on. All right, well, you know, before we get to the, the, the crux of this partnership and deal. I just wanted to talk about um, organizations and Vegas working together to, to be bigger and better with all these venues and 
kind of making it easy for everyone to put on their events. Hashtag Vegas supports Vegas. I, you know, we there's a lot of competition in town, but we we all get along for the most part, and I, and I think that's pretty unique. And I think that really speaks to how quickly we've grown. That uh, a lot of teams have all kind of entered the market here in the last five six years. Um, but but this is a great example of the aviators and the lights working together. Uh, there'll be a, a real win win event, and I think it'll be fun for all the fans. So what, what is this going to look like for you guys? So we're taking the show on the road. After six uh, seasons down at Cashman Field in, in downtown Las Vegas, we're, we're going to play two matches out in downtown Summerlin. Uh, so we are in the process, as we speak, of transforming the uh, professional baseball field into a professional soccer field. We're, you know, it's much harder than it sounds, Adam, but we got a jackhammer out the, the, the pitcher's mound. You would think we're putting a man on the moon with how difficult this is, uh, getting all that clay out. Uh, you got to drag the infield dirt out. You got to lay uh, new uh, grass down. But if you, if you look uh, this weekend, it'll be a hundred percent fully regulated FIFA uh, all grass field surface. So it's a, it's a great example also of the aviators in the ballpark uh, being able to use this as a multi-purpose facility when their season's over. I know you guys are working with them, and you're talking about the uh, the partnership and the uh, the you know the work the the spirit of togetherness there. But is there anybody freaking out as you're pulling a jackhammer out on the pitcher's mound? <laughs> yeah, I, I I think some of the baseball purists aren't gonna aren't gonna love it, but uh, uh, we're we're pretty excited about it. And we were out there this morning; it looks great. I think the fans are gonna really enjoy seeing it in a different uh, in a different format. You guys have some experience doing that. I mean, you've you've been able to do a Cashman. I guess you guys had a little bit more time and uh, control over that building. But um, how much has that experience kind of helped you in what you have to do here in a shorter period of time? Uh, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's very similar, right? And what we did in 2018, when we were transitioning cash when we were partners, uh, down here, obviously I say, I say this in a nice way. It's a little more bougie out there. It's much more upscale. They got, they got a few more, uh, a few more bells and whistles and a few less cats. Uh, but, uh, the, the process is all the same. Yeah, how excited are you for just the fan experience of, I mean, look, it's awesome out there and, uh, you know, the, the parking lots around Cashman and everything else. But, uh, you know, you mentioned there's some there's some bouginess out to uh, Summerlin. The, the fan experience can be a little different, I think, for people to go out there and be able to, you know, enjoy some of what's around the ballpark and then walk over to the game. I, I, I think so, too. And, and, and you know, I'm really excited to kind of take the show on the road, right? You know, we've been around for six years. We've had a, a lot of, uh, I'll call it modestly speaking, uh, Success. We've been voted by or named by Sports Edition as the most interesting team in America. Uh, I tell you, everyone who comes to a game, we guarantee we're going to make you laugh and smile. Uh, but there's some people that haven't come down to downtown and seen us. So I, I'm excited to kind of take the again, take the road, take, take the show on the road, uh, expose us to more fans and more demographics and more parts of the the valley, uh, and really encourage, especially everyone on the west side who hasn't come to a game at Cashman Field. This is your opportunity these next two Saturdays to see what uh, Viva 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 Lights is all about. I'll also tell you, you know, when when you guys are back, check out games downtown too. I, I there's not many games I get to go to as a fan in town. I love going down to lights games, um, no matter where they are. So check this out and uh, make sure you go check it out downtown as well when they're back there. Brett Lashbrook from the lights. You mentioned all the all the stuff that you guys come up with and everything you do. I know you run the show; it's your thing. But is there anybody that's around to be like, hey man, we can't do this? Like you come up with some crazy things. Who's there to be the voice of reason? I guess with you guys. You know, I think the only thing I've said no to is when we did Dollar Juice Night with Jose Canseco, and uh, and, and he wanted to, to, to stand at home plate, the old home plate. And I said, Jose, 
what if you miss? If there's a foul ball, it's going to go straight. Take it all the nets down. It'll go in there. And he goes, Brett, I am not going to miss. I hit homers. I hit dingers. Yeah. That's the only thing I think I've ever stopped is Jose Canseco. I made him hit towards the crowd, not, not away from him. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we got games coming up at LV Ballpark as we've got soccer in Summerlin. You can go to lightsfc.com slash Summerlin. So let me ask you, if you, uh, you know, you're know you going to play these two games, uh, you guys do well with ticket sales. You mentioned the bouginess. You're looking around and you're like, you know, it'd be nice out here. Um, what is the commitment to downtown? And then kind of let us in on what the city is proposing to you know, we've been talking about trying to revitalize the area down there. What What's the hope on revitalizing the area and, you know, making it a little better and, and more, uh, you know, entertaining a shorter walk to get to the stadium? Yeah, so, so I'll start with saying Cashman Field is still our home. Let me be very, very clear. This is a, a special one-time thing. We, we would be very interested in making this an annual event. The reality is this just falls perfectly on the calendar, right? They had the AAA World Series games uh, this last weekend. Starting in November, they'll bring in Enchant, the Winter Wonderland, where they'll oh, yeah. tear up the whole field. So we've got this unique opportunity here in October, as, as my friend Don Logan said, have as many slide tackles as you want, but baseball players aren't going to get mad. So, <laughs> so I, don't want, I, I, want, I want to manage expectations. It's still a baseball stadium. It'll be converted back. It'll still be winning all the awards next year for one of the top oh. minor league baseball stadiums in the, in, the, in the country. As far as Cashman Field, we, 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 we do want to continue to be a catalyst for change. There's a lot going on in downtown uh, I know everyone has different opinions of it. We love it. Uh, it is, uh, you know, it, it is certainly more work to be done, but there's also a lot of really great things that are going on on Saturday night in downtown Las Vegas. And Cashman Field has been a part of this community for 40-plus years. It's been known for multiple sporting events. People forget this. The Raiders back in the 60s played a game here, right? I mean, this has been – we've had the Dodgers. We've had Major League Soccer exhibitions. We've had the spring training uh, we had a Barack Obama, uh, you know, stump speech. You know, Cashman Field has done a lot through the years. And so we're, we are proud to be part of that legacy and to continue to play sports down here. Brad Lashberg is with us. From the lights, lightsfc.com slash Summerlin. You can watch soccer games on the uh, 7th and the 14th at the ballpark. Really cool setup. All right, let's look ahead because you obviously have goals. You're, you're, you're not a guy who, uh, you know, wakes up and he's like, I'm going to take it easy today. Uh, I'm sure you've thought ahead five years, ten years. Where is professional soccer in 10 years, Brett, in Vegas? Yeah, this is the sky's the limit. Every metric <laughs> that you're looking at, Steve, is, is going up, right? From the number of kids playing it uh, to the number of people watching it, whether that's the, the Mexican League, whether that's English Premier League on Saturday morning, whether that's investment in the sport with Mr. Foley uh, doing stuff in the English Premier League to the growth of Major League Soccer, uh, Lionel Messi coming here. I know people laugh when I say this. It's raising tides, raise all ships. There is an absolute role and a place for years and years and decades and decades to come for the world's most popular sport and the world's most entertaining city. Uh, and so we're proud to play that, that role uh, as it exists today and hopefully for many years to come. Any chance you could get one of the players to date Taylor Swift? If anybody can do it, you can. <laughs> we have a couple ideas up off our sleeve. If anyone knows uh, our, our love of llamas, right? There is a Taylor llama. I'm just going to leave the idea there and you let your imagination run wild. Right, one more time. Tell people what's going down, uh, how they get tickets, the dates, and uh, let's make sure people get out to Summerlin. We appreciate it. We'll see everyone out there the next two weeks. Viva Lights, guys. There you go. 7th to 14th, Soccer and Summerlin, uh, lightsfc.com slash Summerlin. Uh, get out there. It'll be you love the you love both venues, but I, do. I know you you love the uh, the versatility of LV Ballpark. And I was glad he mentioned 
boy, this Enchant thing. You know, I was talking to some folks who were, you know, work around the ballpark, and they're like, oh, it's coming. Like once, once mid October comes, they they they're taking they're freaking taking over. It's a that is a gigantic event here now. It's a lot. Yeah, there's there's it's a people love it. It's great. It's yeah. I've, I've gone each year. It's it's a nice little stop. Adam, I think Adam, did you get spotted last year? Or time flies so much. I, I think he, he got spotted a couple of years ago with uh, some young lady, and people, were, you know, a bunch of fans, were like, "Whoa, what's going on here, big fella?" Oh. And then he got real quiet. He got real demure. We'll use that word from yesterday. It, it was uh, it was un, it might have been unbecoming of the young lady to be with Adam. I don't think that's you got to take that. I don't think that's true. No, it's not true. I just wanted to use the words of the day yesterday with unbecoming from Shannon Sharp when he went after Molly Cameron for being too cheap to have HBO. She's might be listening too. She's awesome. I don't want to say. Okay, I'm say, good. Yeah, um, <laughs> can we go back to relationships? Not those kind of relationships. Yeah. The Raiders and and UNLV were not always good. True. Yeah, this is a big deal. I mean, the million dollar the money is massive. It's a big deal. There were there were some heads that budded. In the past. And this is nothing that Adam has told me recently. Obviously, I've got some sources on both sides. So, Yeah, there's no – yeah. I'll, I'll say I think some um, – whether it was voluntary or, you know, some of it was voluntary or no, – I guess uh, both of it was voluntary. But people people moved out from both organizations, and maybe there was a little uh, little difficulty working with each other. Well, I think just if you go to the positive side of it, right? I mean, there, there's there certainly was some – Animosity is probably not the right word. Like some tension, alphas, uh, uneasiness. Um, but if you look at the positive side of it, it's there's a there's an obvious bridge between the pro- the programs and the organizations, and it's Sandra Douglas Morgan, who went to UNLV and now is the president of the Raiders. And, and when uh, she came in, we mentioned on the air we were very hopeful that you know relationships of the past would smooth things over and they'd go upward and onward. It was or onward and upward. And it was mentioned. I mean, it was mentioned today. It was Good. hey, look. Sandra Douglas Morgan is a big part of this. Like she's a big reason this is happening. She was there. She was, you know, she was talking. She was very excited about uh, the entire thing. And um, I, I don't think it's any coincidence that you know that she's there and this happened. Yeah, I'll tie the two organizations together this way. You know, the Raiders could really use an infusion of young fans who are future consumers who can pay high dollars for tickets to shut out every other fan base. <sighs> So I think it's I know that's not the the first thing people are thinking of, but I will also tie it to the fact that UNLV is courting a lot of high school recruits, but also letting a lot of high school kids come to the games because they realize there's got to be a grassroots movement to develop fans from when they're like five or six years old. Because what happens with us old heads, and I think this has been the problem here in Vegas, is when you don't win, and this is UNLV, when you don't win consistently – People can't get rid of that image, and they're always like, "Oh well, what's going to happen?" You know, good start, but you know, I need them to win a lot and prove it before I pay to, you know, go see a UNLV game. And sometimes, sometimes you can never overcome that obstacle. And the best way to do it is to get people. Is that my angry I, online person? I don't know what it was. That wasn't that wasn't the on the phone Ooh, that thing. But you you hear it right? Of course, you hear it. There's always there's I think there's thousands of people. That I see, because this is our best feedback, thousands of people on social media that you see come out of the woodwork when things start going kind of well. And that's always how I've judged it. Like, this is a market. If UNLV football wins, people will come out. But then with those thousands of people, then there's always a few hundred who, when anything does bad or anything bad does happen, they're like, oh, see? And unfortunately, they have too loud a voice. And 
you know, too much influence. The, yeah. the negative Nancys. Shut up. Yeah. I mean, it, it's you know, I've I've heard even players talking about that on, on different things of not even this specifically, but you know, they're like, I got 500 positive comments yesterday, and that one jerk just drove me nuts. Right. The one can really upset you, <laughs> of and it shouldn't because it's usually a troll, and it shouldn't bother you, but yeah, it's human nature. It is human nature. There's no question. When you're riding high, you don't need someone to be freaking still chopping you down. Like, oh, you're going to screw up. I don't believe it. You're not good. <laughs> so I like what both organizations are doing. Obviously, the Raiders have uh, a lot of money. They're flush with uh, money now since things are going so well at the stadium. Maybe not like they want on the football field, but it's certainly a, uh, a winning organization when it comes to making money and also really contributing to Las Vegas.